0: Welcome to the Yellow Pill Podcast. My name is Wale, and my name is Toby. Each week, we take on familiar dilemmas and wicked problems that we all face.
1: On the Yellow Pill, you can expect intimate conversations and provocative questions that can change the way you experience the world.
0: So, shall we begin?
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of the seventh season of the Yellow Pill Podcast all right so if you're listening to this episode the day drops it's valentine's day so happy valentine's day to you now, I promise, Wale and I didn't exactly plan to do an episode about love on Valentine's Day, but I think subconsciously, we're sort of like plugged into a very interesting content calendar. But anyways, um, we had a conversation about unrequited love. Now, I had to go check the pronunciation of that word because, you know, I think all through the episode we called it different things. But anyways, um, this was for the guests, Omolara. Now, um, Wale and I don't know Omolara personally, but now we do because uh, we've done this episode together. But Omolara is a public author and she wrote a book titled Letters, Stamps and Seals the book is a tender condensation of unrequited love through a series of letters from the protagonist to a lover that is never truly hers so okay in sort of like plain terms lara wrote a book about unrequited love and it was sort of this combination of all the memoirs that she put together in a journal um, about a season she was going through where there was someone she had feelings for and the feelings weren't returned and there was all this processing she had to do so that, that that was sort of like what the book was about and we ended up talking about a bunch of things on this episode so yes we talked about you know being in our our experiences being in situations where love hasn't been returned back to us the way we wanted to uh but we just do also dove deeper into how does that process even go um and then how do you make it out of that and you know what are some of the the things that occur in that situation you know feelings of shame of you know being in a situation like that and just a bunch of other things now obviously it's a season of love and i don't know everybody other podcast is probably gonna be talking about all the nice things but we felt this was a good episode to do and we hope you enjoy it um dara's book the link is in the description um you can pre-order it using the link in the description and it was a very interesting read um quite a short read as well but very impactful so i hope you do check the book out we'll leave a link to lara's profile in the description as well one more thing before i go we ran into some slight technical issues with lara's audio during the first 20 minutes of this but it got corrected later on so we hope it's still a lovely episode for you to enjoy all right that's it from me catch you at the end
0: but yeah, Amara, <laughs> welcome. Um really glad to have you on board. And now, uh, you know, the thing is, when... Um, when when, when Temi reached out to us, and um, I think we started, this was when we we're still running season six, and she spoke about you okay. and, and, and your stuff. I found that interesting because I think that was... I think that was that was like one of the few times we've gotten... I mean, we do, we do, we do get guest requests and stuff, but not from the idea of, like, a book or an author, you know, someone's mm-hmm. writing something. So I found that quite um interesting. And Tim told me about your book and everything. I said, okay, well, definitely like to have you on board. But at that point in time, we were obviously... I started off season six. So we said we'll push it into this season seven. So you wrote a book okay. or a, memo- a memoir, as you call it, Letters, Stamps and Sales, all right? And this was published... As far as I know, twenty twenty one, last year, right. So I guess I just want to start by saying, why did you write this book? And I mean, I know what it's about, but I just want to tell why. What was inspiration to write the book and put it all together?
2: Um, when I started writing, yeah, was it wasn't with the intention of publishing or making it into a book. For um, it was a form of therapy. I was going through a thing, I'm sure you can guess already, severely heartbroken. <laughs> um, I started writing the letters daily. Sometimes I just, I was, um, I'd i write it in my drafts. Then I was talking to a friend one day, just talking about heartbreak and narrating my experience. And I told him about the letter. So he said, oh, I want to read them." I'm like, eh, yeah, and it happened. I mean he's very persuasive. So eventually I collated all of them in one document and then sent them to him. And it's like he called me. I don't like phone calls. I mean, if you if you want to have to text me first. But he just called him like it's like we have to publish. So, mm, no, not going to happen. I don't know. It's so vulnerable. Yeah, like mm. I don't do that. No, 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 no. I had a girl like me, I had a breakfast, like, no three goods and I'm like I said okay so the thing is start publishing from I mean I think we could start with this and I'm like you know what if the you know, Swiss can write about our own right right <laughs> I said yeah sure so if you I think it took us like a lot of back and forth and editing and all that and then eventually we published so that's the story
0: mm-hmm. so the book is- it's titled Letters, Stamps, and Seals. And from the reading I've seen, I can see here, it says it's a tender, con- tender condensation of unrequited love through a series of letters, mm-hmm. the protagonist, which is you, to a lover that well, never really has. And it says it adopts yeah. the epistolary form of storytelling and forces the reader to share the very vivid emotions and experiences of the author. It reviews the protagonist's journey through a different phases of grief, denial, acceptance, relapse, and an undying love for the one who causes her this pain. What was first striking for me when I first saw that was, um, I had never heard the phrase unrequited love. Really? In that sense. I had just never heard it. Maybe, 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 maybe I heard it before, but it just never stood in my head. But I know that when I saw that, I did a, I did a Google search on what that was. I was like, oh, interesting. You know, like, this obviously makes sense in the idea that we find ourselves sometimes in relationships, no, no, just in life, where there's people that we love, care about, mm-hmm. that don't reciprocate that to us either to the same form or to the same degree or at all. So I think mm-hmm. that even piqued my interest um, the more and you know you didn't say that i said to share with, with the world I'm, i agree that it's definitely a very um personal and private i mean i think you know mm-hmm. but and, and but you sharing it with the world is, as you said Swift can do it why can't you <laughs> right,
2: right.
0: That, that, that that's what he said but when did this breakup happen exactly
2: uh, okay, there was no breakup. A breakup would imply that there was a relationship. Mm. I think this days we call it situation. Right. So there was no breakup. It's just, I think that's what made it worse, yeah? The fact that we were dating there, really still It felt like we were dating. Mm. So it was just, oh, I want this. And then there was the thing where you lose something that was not even yours in the first place. So it was very messy. It was really, really messy.
0: Mm. And how long was it for?
2: Uh, it was like a year, yeah. It was like a year. And
0: if you don't mind, if you don't mind me asking, how many years ago was this compared to today, 2022?
2: Um, this is 2021. I think it started. I think it was. Between... I think it was 2019. Mm, okay, very
0: 2019. recent. Right, right, right. Toby, when you went through the uh, book, and yeah. I mean, obviously, um, I know you've also had a relationship breakups we all, we, we've all we've all we've all had trauma at least most people anyway um mm-hmm. but what was going through your mind when you read the book um
1: so, so on one hand you know could relate um to to obviously the feeling of like obviously it's, it's different right like you said situationships and relationships and all of those things the unrecruited part of it's it feels the same in some aspects, but it could also be different. So I could relate to the parts that felt the same, right? You know, where um, you really want this person, like you have this feeling for this person and you have all these things that you're feeling towards this person, but you don't seem to be getting um, mm-hmm. your, your your fair share in return. Um, and then it feels, it feels you know, one part of your mind is saying, okay, fine, let's just move on. But then it's like, but I really want this person to return this feeling. So then how? I think the other part that was interesting was also like how you processed it. Um, I think choosing to write so like it was very clear that you didn't put all the, or write everything with the idea of it going public. I think I could sense that from pretty like the first or second one because mm-hmm. because in similar situations, I think when I but when you can't talk to the person you really want to talk to, you end up just talking to them but not talking to them, right? Okay. Which is yeah, is. which is kind of like just writing stuff down. So I can relate to that. I don't know if it's a thing about people that like to write in that sense. Because I'm not exactly, I don't journal, but most of the things that I've written down have to do with my feelings. And most of the time that I wrote a lot of things was during like issues in my relationship. So like I was telling Wally now that, you know, going back, because I have a folder on my my phone that has notes from the past and I was reading some of them just and I'm like, interesting, there's no, I don't think, well, I could put them out one day. uh, But for me, it's almost like, interesting to be feeling like interesting to review what i was feeling in those moments and now that i've sort of like grown and maybe processed what was going on i think it's mm-hmm. helpful to see that oh okay what what i felt or what i thought i was feeling and what it felt like you know maybe mm. like there's just been progress so i'm wondering does it feel like that for you when you read sort of like stuff that you've written does it feel like oh i was dipping it too much or maybe you know like what do you think about your feelings then reading it now Just random questions. Okay. So mostly when I um, like when I see
2: when people post stuff like online and I read like excerpts, I'm like, wow, I do not remember who that girl is. Like (laughs) right now, honestly, like I'm so out of touch with that girl that was crying every day and like Mm -hmm. writing shit about the boy. I I honestly can't imagine that like that. Like God, no, never again. But I mean, it's a good reminder, yeah, of of um, like my journey and. Something mm. I went through. I'm really glad I'm in a place where, if you saw so distanced. I mean, it's mm. good at distance, but mm. it's still good to still see this thing sometimes that like you can actually know how far you've come. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know who that girl is anymore really because she's not me. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. me. Um.
0: <laughs> okay. So, given that it's clear that I mean, it's clear that you've moved on, and which is great, and obviously that's always the thing that you know one hopes for in these things: move on to a better place. Mm-hmm. Find yourself again, um. But in trying to like imagine yourself, you know, Lara of twenty nineteen in that sense, because there was a place you wrote. I think that was in the realizations um chapter where you wrote about you know it being three a.m. and you were tired, and you're talking about you know what were you doing? What's up? Said you know, and that message you sent to the person on Instagram was an error, but they revoked it. And pretending that it's okay, Mm -hmm. you know. What did that actually feel like in terms of, like, who you were as a person? So did you feel like you were losing your sense of who you were? Or did you feel like, you know, who you were as a person depended on the reaction that you got from this person, person, you know, who wasn't giving you back some love?
2: That was the worst part because it was like, oh, if this person can't love me, oh, maybe I'm not worthy of, you know, love or maybe i'm not deserving i started thinking is this something about me that's not desirable Mm. or something about me that's just for friends only i mean it really matters i honestly lost my sense of self i wasn't showing them for myself as i should have i i was not respecting myself at all it was i think now honestly emotions are so messy because you start feeling like your world, your worldview is coming from that person. You want validation from them. You want them to define who you are. And when, when you don't get that reaction, they now break down. You're like, oh, I don't deserve this. It's an icky person, you know. I think that was the hardest part of that was the hardest part. It wasn't, at some point, I could honestly tell that. I mean, I was fine with this person not being in my life, yeah? Mm-hmm. But still getting that myself back, getting to a point where I was was get to the point where I could look at myself and say, "I'm a liar. this just, mm. this what I give him back." It was that was the difficult part.
0: So does this person know that that, that you wrote that you wrote all these things about them?
2: You know, he has always been beautifully oblivious. Oh, nice. Honestly, <laughs> he knows I wrote the book because um before I wrote the book, um before before this, I published two books on my blog. And mm. he read them. I know he read them. And then this nigga was actually acting fresh, like, what are you talking about? I'm like, if you don't, fuck out of my DM. <laughs> 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 anyway, so, I feel like he's I don't know. Whatever works for him, honestly. Mm.
3: Mm. Interesting.
2: The boys are weird. We,
1: <laughs> I, th- I think humans, humans are weird. That's probably, like, the more general <laughs> way to put it. Um, because, so wait actually no before we even dive closer i feel like you know i, I i've sort of like mentioned an experience i've had and obviously this is centered around an experience you had but Wale, um how far mm-hmm. any any unrecruited love in, on your I, right,
3: right? Yeah. I,
1: I know i
0: know and <laughs> and i think i think that's why i began almost like the person trying to um understand things because i think i've been lucky not to have had this damn um it must be nice <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn. Damn
0: that. I mean, as somebody who likes looking at, at, at unintended consequences, it could also be a case of that, that signifying a problem. Mm. You know, it does not actually mean. <laughs> well... it's, it's, uh, no, because I think, you know, the, I, I think it was even in your, in your book, Lara, where you wrote about um, the quote from that movie, the Fortnite stars where the guy says that everyone, everyone's going to find someone who's going to hurt them. You have to
3: choose who's going to hurt
1: you. Yeah.
0: You have to just choose the right person who's going to hurt you. Hmm. Something like that. And that's a good way to put it because, you know, I mean, not being in some level of everybody in this world has, has has either been on this spectrum of either you're the person who's, who's, who's offered love. The one who's ignored love, mm. you've mm. either been on both or one at a time, depending mm. on the age and circumstance you're in, all right? But I think I've been lucky not to have I've experienced. I said lucky because these, these things come with very very emotional distress and very very tough feelings, mm. even depression and everything. So that's why that's why I bring the word <laughs> luck in there. So I've not really experienced that in my relationships with um, people. Um, I don't know why. I can't attribute it to anything that I hold uniquely. I think mm. it's just pure luck, honestly. Um, it's still very possible to happen. I'm still quite young. Follow up not. question.
1: Follow up yeah. question. <laughs> so, have you? So, you've not been in on the receiving end, but do you think you've dished it out? Well, <laughs> that is that is possible. <laughs> so for everyone that pause was was actually a real pause so it's not <laughs> nothing is wrong with the <laughs> yeah. audio Wale is, is thinking Wale is thinking have you dished no,
0: that, it out no that is possible because I yeah. have um, been in situations like as uh, as Laura mentioned where mm. things want to progress things were th- were but again this is how it was like the girl wanted things to progress and you didn't and and, and I didn't right mm-hmm. so I guess maybe we can place this on a spectrum of how much of love is unre- unrequited. Mm. And I would not say but in that my case, been? I mm-hmm. would say in my case was completely unrequited. I, is, I would say yeah. there was some level of, ge- of feedback. Mm. Right. <laughs> he
1: but, said feedback. <laughs> <laughs> it is feedback. <laughs> Fe- <laughs> feedback. Feedback. Yeah. But
0: I would not say it was complete shut off and i said I say that because I don't remember any any of that ending in the case where the communication ceased hmm. at least, and where you know I didn't try my best as possible to articulate my thoughts when they came about. Yeah, right. Yeah. but again, yeah. hopefully I don't because again even 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 for those who are the rejectors in quotes right as as we can call them in this case, hmm. we don't really hear the accounts right we don't really we don't really hear the many the pop story. culture stuff that we see is often people like us who've been victims of such heartbreak <laughs> and hmm. stuff, but we never hear accounts of those who actually are the causes of the heartbreak and those hmm. who actually you know and how they guide themselves and pushing our love to them yeah and then that that brings in mind the question of you know. Everybody has a general consensus to avoid giving bad news people. Nobody wants to give bad news to anybody, right? We, we kind of don't like it. And I think in, in literature and psychology, they call this the mom effect, where people don't like giving bad news people. And in that case, you can imagine that people who are rejectors and possibly want to avoid conflict would also mm-hmm. rather find it difficult to tell us that our love is hopeless and unwanted. That they the us unlovable, is unlovable, it's in the wrong place. <laughs> mm. Right? So, that itself is a very interesting thing, which is why I always advocate for um, when you realize something in your mind, no matter how bitter it is, you should share with the person. Because at That's that it. point, you, you can take the hits together if they want to keep with you, or you, or you can, or, you, or you, at least you give them the truth to take the heat in. But I think the silence does more harm to, to the person yep. overall. In the longer run, the
3: longer
0: you know than yes, yes. than 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 anything better, right? But let's fall back to this. You know, did you guys feel any form of like emulation and and guilt? You know, during this process of like of like <laughs> facing love that's unrequited, and why why did you feel that way?
1: <laughs> Lara, go first, please. Then <laughs> yeah.
2: It's, um you walk up to someone and then you you put your heart and you're like, take now, and they're like, nope, I don't want it. It's very, <laughs> very shameful. Mm. Very shameful. And it's guilt of of um yourself because you know do that in your heart and you deserve better. But you're still running this thing that you can tell that it's not going to end. It's just that guilt of I should be treating myself better. I should be myself. But here I am. Begging someone shameless <laughs> to take something they clearly do not want. So mm. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. shameful. Yeah. Um. So f- f- I think for me it's actually a very interesting scenario because you know mine was mine came from like there there was there was clearly or at least I thought there was love there for for a while right and then it kind of like got yes. so I, I think the unrequited situation in a breakup feels a bit different because it now feels like okay so you've seen all of me so obviously when 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 it's like a situationship the arguments could be you're not letting me in to know me enough to you know give me this love i deserve back but in a relationship it almost mm-hmm. feels like Okay, this person has seen me, has let me in and they've now decided that I like, you know, I'm not all of that and they don't want to have a part in all of that. And that can feel a bit weird. And I think on the side of, you know, it's you being on the receiving end, it almost feels like, Oh, but if it was there before, then there's probably something I can do to kind of like make it there again, right? Um, and then you start to do things and you could even start to go over and beyond, which is something that happened to me and I wouldn't say guilt, I think is this idea, I think it was, what was shameful was realizing that there was a lot of pity coming from the other side, right? So it's like, you know, you know what you want and then the person kind of like knows what you're asking for and then sometimes they give you a taste of it, but it's not from, like you can tell it's not from a genuine place and you know you shouldn't accept it because it's not from a genuine place, but like you're like oh at least i'm getting something so you kind of like take yeah. it as yeah. like a small part of okay maybe this is the start of something i can work with this um mm. and then it's only when you're looking back and you're realizing that okay i that wasn't something to work with um and is it, and the funny thing is that it's not like you don't know like when you're in the middle of it you kind of know but you, you choose to yeah. yeah you just choose to to, just to see, yeah, to see, exactly. to feel the better side, which is, I guess, what's crazy about this whole situation. What is looking like? What's going on? <laughs> but, no, no, I am. <laughs> I understand. <I honestly, laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I, I'm, yeah. I'm listening. I'm listening, yeah, and yeah.
0: and and I, I, I understand what you're saying. And I was just thinking, like, I think again, maybe one reason why part of the reason why I mean I've been in this situation a lot is it was always been my world view on, on life and love and stuff. Mm. And mm-hmm. that's been a case of I won't call it a game, definitely not because the game has a negative connotation to it. Mm. But I think going back to the quotes that Lara put in her book about the forgotten stars. That's that's that is, that is something that I have um believed. Hmm. Or taking taking aboard that, that the idea to play this game of love with anybody is the idea. Any relation? Any, any any relation is the idea to be ready to fail, hmm. and, and ready, ready to be stabbed. And mm-hmm. your love, your love immune system cannot be strong if you avoid love. It's still gonna be weak. Hmm. <laughs> once in a while, once in a while, you might get stung with something. That will take you down. It doesn't mean your name is bad. Yeah. It just means you got stung with that. Mm. But that would never make me not want to live. And I think why I'm saying this is because like growing up, growing up, growing up in secondary school, all the way to university, it was not everybody I wanted that wanted that wanted me back. Mm. No. Um there's there's many girls, okay, not many, but <coughs> because I did not go after many girls. <laughs> but there's but there's a few girls I remember who who said no to me right mm. but when that happened I was just like okay handshake that's fine mm. because you move, I, right? I think it's not just me move but you also want somebody I, I also want someone who wants me at that same moment yeah you know, but but also I understand mm-hmm. that that everybody has a right to reject because it's the things I reject too. So I've always had this, this mindset and maybe it's guided me in a way whereby it's also created um, fail safe switches Mm. that don't, that don't make me be overly, um, you know, committed, which is why I was, which is why I mentioned, I think I mentioned this season four where I said, and one of my rules is I'm always willing to let go. Yeah. Because,
1: yeah. <laughs> but wait, wait. Um so as you were saying this, I'm sorry for cutting in. As you were saying this, I was thinking, right? Um there they're outright rejections and there's the kind where the person is not outrightly rejecting you because there's still parts of you that they they enjoy and they want to be with, but not just the entire you yeah. and what you want to that's offer. Not all of- yeah, exactly. exactly. So so it's like I think that's I, can, right. I, <laughs> cause I I can deal with outright rejection, like You don't, yeah. You don't like any of me. You don't want any part of me. Fine, but you know, I can see there's a vibe between us, and you know, you enjoy talking to me, and it's clear, like you can almost tell when someone enjoys talking to you. But just that next level is what you don't want. I think that's where it might get a bit difficult to just say no, because there's, you know, there's this narrative of you know anything that you want is worth fighting for. So it's almost like how do you balance fighting for something? Um, and then letting go. Because I get what you're saying. That it's yeah, but also,
0: to... what does what you want mean? And I think this is where we are, we, we, I, I also think more deeply as well. Because I've always known that I, I, everything I say that I want today, hmm. I know that, Wale, well, you, you're not mm-hmm. sure that this is what you want. I know hmm. myself, I tell myself that everything, wh- whether it's a book, whether it's a shoe, whether it's a job, whether it's something, if I want something, whether it's hmm. somebody, I want something, the back of my mind is already established that, guy, your wants are not always certain that this is what you want because you are too dumb to actually know what you actually really want. Sometimes you get it right, but not every time you don't.
1: The point here
0: being? The point here being that I know that my thoughts and desires are not a true perfection of what actually is needed.
1: Hmm. Okay, so
2: you're saying your, your wants and your needs yeah so when you think you want something you might to it, but you don't know that at that moment is that what you're saying
0: i'm saying that but i'm also saying that when i want something i know that Mm -hmm. that feeling of me saying i want it could be easily wrong even though i have every reason to justify it as a right want Mm. regardless (laughs) of what that thing is
2: weird yeah. okay okay <laughs> you no know, like
1: it's i, I'm trying, I
2: get, to wrap,
1: I'm trying to wrap my mind my mom. yeah so it's, it's almost sounding like a like it's it sounds interesting because it's, it's like it's like you want something but you know your want isn't foolproof so if it doesn't work out you're kind of it's a, and, and to be fair it's consistent with what i know about you where you kind of like expect the worst sort of in 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 so to pre- you prepare yourself for the possibility I just, I just of things not working out. Then.
0: No no no, I I wouldn't so say that.
1: It's... No no not, not exactly.
0: No, no no, I would not say that because that's you can you, you can you can call it you can call it maybe it's a very it's 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 it's, it's, it's like a stoic mindset maybe I I don't know I'm not sure, but w- what I'm saying is I'm not saying there's things that I want that I I often. Think, okay, I'm not gonna get it. So I don't, I, I won't. If it's, if it's somebody that I meet, right? Not even people, really? but like just like things that I want, the things that I want, and when I get it, I know that, okay, this one was needed, right? But I'm saying that if you plot a graph of 100 things, of things I've wanted in my life that I was sure I wanted, okay. right? Out of that 100, there will be at least 50 or at least 45 of things that I thought I wanted but were absolutely wrong. Hmm. For me, oh, yeah. right. But
2: well, you only know this. You only know this when you don't get them,
0: or after you've gotten them and you realize that, that you don't want them, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't want. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Interesting. In, in okay. hindsight, I think i getting get. But hmm. my point is, I already, so I already, know that that's a part of human nature. Not even my nature. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna make it myself. A human hmm. nature, I think. All right. So okay. when I see things. Which is why when things don't come my way, I'm almost at peace with it because even though they came my way, I could have loved it for the first two days and thought they brought me misery. Okay.
2: Okay, I get that. Okay. So, you see, I like your mindset. It's very... (laughs) Is it? Honestly. Like, you're so... You're like the Zen master.
0: Oh no, I wish I was a Zen master. <laughs> I'm actually not. I wish relative, I was a Zen. Well,
1: see, you have to take your accolades relative yeah. to other people, right? Relative to the average person who yes. is up, up yeah. in their feelings about you things. Know, right? if I
2: define something and I don't get it, if at the end of the day I find out that this team might have been bad, it still put me in a kind of way I'll be really sad and all messed up. and so. mm. That's Zen. Very mm-hmm. Zen. You teach me mm. your. <laughs>
0: No, but also like, do you pay attention to people in your life that 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 you've been around growing up? So there's people I've met, girls I've met that that I was strongly at the point where I met that I was sure that this person is everything, the best thing since sliced bread. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't work out, maybe because they say no to you. But then a year later or two years later, you hear things about them. Right? They are like, oh my god,
2: like oh I. Don't
0: How did that. I like this? Hmm piece yes. of, of, of humanity,
2: mm-hmm. right?
0: But then you didn't realize yes. that, that actually, <laughs> that's what you wanted that time. It shows that your, what, you, what you saw was either one-sided or your, your thinking was flawed.
3: Mm.
2: Yes,
0: yes. right. Actually true.
2: I have experienced that mm. in my romantic relationships.
0: Yes, true. Mm. Mm. So going back to your book, Lara, um, there's a part where you wrote that you 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 read somewhere that when somebody dyes her hair cuts it gets a piercing <laughs> she's going through something heartbreaking yeah a white guy did you, did you do any of that well
2: yeah i got
0: extra <laughs> extra, piercings. Got extra piercings did you cut your hair
1: god no no in original level no no
0: i won't lie to you i won't lie to you when i see women who've who've Again, I don't know whether this, forgive me for saying this, but it's a subconscious mm. thing. Mm. But we want to see women who have like a drastic, not actually women, anybody, actually, Dude anybody, drast- Yeah. guys and girls have, have a drastic change. I often just think something has happened.
1: And honestly, Usually that, something happened. Yeah, but, but but to be fair, that's, that, that's life, right? It's like the plot of life, cause and effect. Yeah. There's always, for every big change, it's like
2: for every action is an
1: equal and opposite reaction or whatever so that's I don't think it's a bad thing I think it's it's sort of like how far you let it go because sometimes change can be good and you know I think this is a good time to you know you know come 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 back off and when we come back I'll kind of like talk about you know just just changes and how how they could be good because I think obviously there's this narrative of you know whenever you change something because of someone then it's just you trying to overcompensate for something that you're feeling. But I think there's more to it than that. And, you know, I'll just share a bit of sometimes, that. Sometimes. Keyword yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. But I'll share a bit about that when we sometimes. come back. Yeah. So see you guys in, in one minute. Alrighty, welcome back, people. Okay. So yeah, hi. Um, so yeah, you know, we were talking about like changes um, and how you know it's sometimes not always bad. And I think for me, my personal experience was, I think sometimes you kind of like just need something external to jumpstart like an internal change a lot of times, right? So something mm-hmm. kind of like to do that. And um, I guess for women, a lot of times is you know changing your appearance, but actually even for guys as well. For me. I think it was it was kind of like just rediscovering like passions that I had. I felt that you know in in the relationship that I was leaving, I had put so much, I would invested a lot in it at the expense of a lot of other things, which probably wasn't healthy. Um, and th- that's probably mm. like someone, someone external might might have seen that, and um, probably someone did see that and maybe tried to point it out, but I didn't hear. Um, but then I think I used that to start to discover those parts of myself or rediscover those parts of myself. Um, and yeah but funny thing is that you can get addicted to that feeling of of rediscovering yourself like you recapture a part of yourself and it feels really good um and then maybe there's a period where you know you feel yourself falling back into old habits and then you find something new again to do so maybe you okay. dyed your hair the first time next time you maybe get a piercing next time and then but if you're not careful to really like align what you're doing to i guess the results that you're looking for and knowing when it's becoming a crutch that you're leaning on, you know, you, that's when you find people like just going very extreme and essentially losing themselves, which then now feels like, Oh, someone broke up with this person and now they're all crazy. That's kind of like what we we see a lot of, but I think for me, w- what he helped me do. And maybe I was lucky in that sense is that once I started to rediscover parts of myself and try to match that with who I was before, I started to see the unhealthy parts of, you know, the previous relationship I was in and, you know, I think I started to just correct some of these things and, you know, really find myself in healthy ways. Um, and I think now I'm better for it, right? I think, I, well, I was telling you about someone that, so like I met and you were saying, so well, you said something about how, you know, even if it doesn't work out with this new person and whatnot, the fact that you're feeling yourself like, like someone again in that kind of way is kind of like a sign that maybe you've healed in some kind of ways from, from what's happened. And it's true because I think when you're going through an unrequited, unrequited love situation, one thing you feel is that you will never feel anything like that again, or you know, you, you had one shot at this love thing and it just didn't work out, right? Yeah. and Something you wrote that 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 was the story you talked about where you you dressed up all and you know made up and you went to a wedding and you know a guy was trying mm-hmm. to talk to you and. You know, like, I'm sure someone on the outside might have looked at that situation, like, and you kind of identified it that you guys looked cute together and things like that, but you wanted that to be with this person that wasn't giving you what you wanted in return, which is, which is just this very annoying, like, random situation. It's like, you know, did this is, and and to be fair, that's just how life is, right? I know there were points, there were points where I caught myself where, like you said, you want to share something and you have a lot of history together and, you know that that place just feels like comfort, and the fact that you can't go back to that can be quite like intense. For me, um, the first couple of months were quite difficult. But I, I don't know if you did this, but me, I kind of like blocked the person um, and sort of like removed the person from my social space. You got to block, man. You got to block. Yeah, and n- 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 not because yes. of any, <laughs> and, and and not because of any like bad bad blood. Although maybe there was a bit of bad blood there, but it was because I kind of knew that you know. Um, my mind is going to remember this person by itself i don't need to do it i don't need to give it extra fuel to, <laughs> to, to, to to remember these things because and and now like you know i can't believe i've gone like sometimes i look back and i can't believe i've gone like extended periods of time without thinking about the previous relationship with this person and things like that uh, or like running into something or something that is related to them doesn't trigger that same feeling again and it's 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 a very freeing experience and i i, I think at this point i just pray that anyone who's kind of like gone through this tough situation of being in a situation where you know you like someone and they haven't given you that feeling back i, I pray you you find you find that peace at the end because it's it's very it hits difference because i think any other thing you find yourself in you're coming in, you're, you're going to go into something new with a very different kind of mindset particularly when you heal properly because there's a way where you just bury stuff under the rug and then it just reappears in a new relationship which everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so but anyways I just wanted to share um I think I started from talking about the new mm-hmm. things I was doing and how that applies
0: um I'm curious for Laura what were the um things that were particularly I mean, I knew they were in the book, but probably should say say this to the audience for everybody who hasn't read the book yet. But what were the things? What some of the things that were particularly unreciprocated? Un- um, that you can mm. that you can identify um with the person that you were given that that were you not know, getting back, or that you wanted to get back and you were not getting back. Well, for one, I would
2: have loved to be in a relationship with them, mm. and I mean, I think that was the that was the thing. Yeah, we're still friends, actually. Very good friends. And we did everything in, like, we we're in a relationship, but there was no relationship. Uh-huh. So actually, I'd have loved if you were in a relationship. So, oh yeah, I'm dating someone. When mm-hmm. someone says, oh, Larry did this. But then if someone says, Larry did this one, I'll be like, well... <laughs> exactly. It just yeah. sounds very silly when you say, not exactly what you mean? and you can't explain it because even you don't know this person. That uncertainty was just awful. Hmm. But not to know your place in someone's life, especially when you know to you, when you don't know what you are to them. So hmm. Hmm. that was just <laughs> <laughs> interesting.
3: interesting. Yeah. What do you guys think the
0: the role of um, of uh, of self esteem is here? and why i say this is because i i remember one time when um i think it was it was university undergrad and there was this girl i met um what's her name i think it's Fisayo, and and things were going well at some point i mean again things going well is very very subjective <laughs> so according to me <laughs> things were going well right <laughs> let me clarify that cuz to these yeah. babe, sometimes you're on a different wavelength to them. Um, that. To, me, to, <laughs> <laughs> to me, things were going well, right? And mm. progressing in the sense of you meet someone for the first time, you start talking, Um, they embrace meetups that are not about anything work, just to hang out. Um, They pick up your phone calls, they chat to you at odd Mm. hours that are non-working hours. So things are progressing. You see that things Mm -hmm. are progressing. You're getting all the signs that you should be getting. And then people around you tell you that, oh, actually, like, this girl is actually really, 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 you know, she's really cute. People pick her up because they think she's all of that. And then that then elevates the girl's status above yours in some social Mm. hierarchy as we all partake (laughs) in. And yeah. then all of a sudden, when it's time to like make the push to like something much more serious or defined, as Lara said. Um I remember that at that point where I went to make the push, she was already into the holidays. Right? And and then the holidays obviously we were no more in school, so I was back home and I be she was in Lagos, etc. And then she said like nah, like nah, bro, like that's <laughs> not what we're doing here, and I was like, "What? What the? What the hell?" You know, it was like a, it was a, it was a huge rejection, mm. right? But it it kind of carried a symbolic message at that at, at that short time span. It did not last long, thankfully, but it carried a message to me that that I did not have the right qualities for a partner. Mm. Right, and I began to look at myself differently, right, for, yeah. that sh- for that short time span. So, which is why I asked, like, itself, self-esteem so central here because to her, again, to her own story, again, while may while I said things were going well? To her, instead have being, like, just a cool guy, but again, I, I'm, I mean, I'm very, one thing I know about myself is I'm very wise enough to know. When a girl knows that I'm interested in her. So that, that's not the case. It was very clear. But regardless, she said no, right? My point is like, even though I felt things were going well, right? And then eventually she said no, gave, she rejected me in that sense. I kind of felt like, oh, well, I probably didn't have at that point the right qualities to be a good partner. So they were partners to this babe. And I thought, <clears throat> damn, like, so. What am I? Like, 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 that? Begin to evaluate yourself. Like, you look at yourself. Yeah. Look what you're doing? Look at everything. And I thought maybe if my self-esteem was higher, would I have felt that way as I did? Which I'm asking the question: Like, do we think self-esteem is central to how we deal with um, unrequited yeah. love and rejection?
3: Mm.
2: Mm. I think so. I think so. I think. Generally, we need to be able to differentiate between someone saying no to you and then your identity. So it's Mm. like, okay, so this person rejected me, but it's just really about what they need. I mean, the fact that I'm not what they need does not mean that I'm not all that. I mean, so I've gotten to that point where, when so, like even with job rejections, yeah, because there's a time you used to really do me when I get job rejections. So I'm like, oh my god, my skills are trash, and oh my god. I'm worthless, and oh my God, I can't do anything. Mm. But it's like, I'm good at what I do. Mm. They just don't need me right now, or I'm not what they're looking for. And that's fine.
3: Mm, yeah,
2: I think self-esteem is very important to get to that point where even when someone says no, you'll be like, all right, good, what's my name? says to you, but If you don't want me, it's fine. I'll mm. find someone that wants me. And that's just like, yeah. yeah. So self-esteem, yeah, very important.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I think there's definitely a big part that self-esteem plays in all of this. Um, and i would say also just even self identity like you said don't um yeah don't like place a rejection like a rejection to you is a rejection don't it's isolated to that situation it's not yeah. doesn't extend to every other part of you you know in that sense and and yeah like because i think right now how would i handle rejection right now to be fair i've not really put myself out there like that um you know, since, since that or that time. But I think, um, I, I don't know how to do this because I've also been, I've been talking to people, right. But I've also been talking to them in this sense that, um, I'm not necessarily like putting all of me at risk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In that way. You understand? Like I'm, se- and again, it's, <laughs> I don't know because I've been in situations and well, it uh, to go back to the question I asked you earlier. Like, have you been on the dishing out end? I kind of think i've definitely dished it out um but i think i've dished it out in relatively small doses in in in, in that sense right because the other side is also sometimes um you know you're talking to someone and in your head you're not really where a conversation about a relationship or whatnot should be coming up but for some reason the person thinks that you guys are there um and then they bring the conversation Mm -hmm. up that that's always a bit difficult to, to handle and I always try to be gracious in those kind of situations because the different reaction is just to be like, Omar, now you know what you did feel So I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kind of like in this thing with you, but I think I, I'm learning to be, be a bit more gracious um, because I've definitely mm-hmm. been in situations where I was probably sending mixed signals or I was putting out signals that I felt were not saying anything. But again, people get what they want to get as well. You can't fault them for that. Um, but, anyways, back to the self-esteem issue. I do think it's a it's a big deal. And you put, I don't know. So I saw something somewhere. I don't know if I saw it somewhere, but it was this idea of you know asking people to quote unquote fix themselves before getting into a relationship, or like you know, if you have self-esteem issues, issue, you know, that that's the wrong way to look at it. I don't know what the person, the point the person was trying to make, eventually, but mm. I think I just got the sense of you know asking, like it's not fair to ask or maybe, I don't know, something about having low self-esteem and getting a relationship that you shouldn't stop, that just shouldn't stop you, having low self-esteem shouldn't stop you. I I, I think that's an extreme, but also like people that enter relationships with the sense of self, like I'm all of that, I don't think it's also the right way to go. It's obviously a balance that we're looking for because I think Mm. relationships do thrive on some sense of vulnerability, but obviously a balanced sense, you know, not that one person is being all closed off and the other person is being needy. So yeah, anyways. That's what I feel. What is so if
0: we, if, if we think self-esteem is very important to how we handle unrequited love, do we then think that the need to restore self-esteem is why we often look for rebounds when we face these mm. issues of people who reject us?
2: Yeah. So we, we want to go into something where the other person appreciates us, but we just want someone to make us feel good. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah
0: exactly because if if it's if that's the case then we then want people to like make us bring that esteem back up because it's been destroyed or diminished by somebody else
1: yeah i wouldn't say make them bring it back but it's just like you know get to a situation you're just trying to recharge in that sense and you can't recharge what are you charging your self-esteem yeah. basically right but it's not like you're okay. trying to make the person recharge you the person is just one of the ingredients or the situation you're with with this rebound is an element of recharging for you in that sense no but guess but what of yes. person no
2: it,
1: wh- yeah exactly because it, like
0: yeah it is if you if it's if it's it. all about recharging your self esteem as a battery mm-hmm. as you put it then why do we need a human being the exactly. opposite sex to recharge her. so So we, d-
1: we don't. Like, I- I'm not saying that's the only way to... I'm just saying, like, that's kind of like what the situation is. Like, it's less about it's less about what the person is doing but the fact that you need to be recharged. Now, there are healthier ways to obviously build back up your self-esteem, but a lot of people, like, it's just... Sometimes it's easier to, to get it from other people, right? In that sense. Or, like, get it from a situation that involves someone else because that's, like, the exact same situation. Like, it's weird if someone broke up with you because X, Y, Z right and you're trying to recharge your self-esteem by getting smarter or reading books or going on a vacation or just doing stuff that makes you successful um Mm -hmm. well one part of you might feel like you need a similar situation with another person to then validate the fact that okay now i'm back in that sense so it's a it's a false sense of what you need to recharge that leads people into certain kinds of rebounds but sometimes people don't go into rebounds thinking well i want to recharge my self-esteem it's just i want to not feel (laughs) what i'm feeling but 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 that's the thing.
0: Yeah, true. Sure, what sure, sure. Alara, let me know okay. what you think about this. What we think we're we are doing reason, things for is not always the reasons we're actually doing things for. And mm. we spoke about this, we spoke about this during our topic on mate preferences, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. On the reasons why we do things. That they're not reasons why we actually do things. If I see a woman with big hips, I'm not just saying big hips. I'm seeing big hips as, as a nice thing as a guy sexually, mm. but there's a reason behind that biologically that's pushing me for, for that kind of appearance. Right, But that's what I'm thinking about. And in this sense, my, my point here is that if we look for human beings to rebound when we've been rejected, when our love has been rejected, versus somebody looking to rebound by trying try some new activities, does it mean that if we look for a human being as a rebound, for a rebound, to rebound with, whichever... <laughs> The preposition preposition works for that yeah. works for that? Does that mean that what we're suffering from is different from somebody who then seeks the rebound in a different form of activity? new kind of self? Or does it reflect more on the toxicity of our current state? Let me, let, me, let me if I've confused you and I'll, I'll try and say that again. No,
1: I, I think I get what, what what you mean. And let me just say it back to you how I heard it and then you can correct me if I'm wrong. So you're saying what you choose as your medium for rebounding um, might be connected to how like your your state of self at the beginning of that and you use the word toxicity. So if it's that from your unrequited love situation, you came out of it, say, only with twenty or thirty percent of yourself you know, (laughs) kind of like left in that. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like you still have 70% of yourself. You might seek out healthier ways of rebounding. But then if you came out of it with only 10% of yourself, the tendency is to seek kind of like more toxic ways or what you're calling toxic ways to to rebound. That's what I'm hearing, right? Yes, that is one part. But the other
0: part I also mentioned or, or I was trying to convey, which I probably did not do a good job at, was that... In addition to what you've said, Mm -hmm. if you're also looking for somebody to rebound with, is that a reflection of a problem that you have with yourself that's also manifesting in you chasing that love that you're not getting in the first place? Because at that point, it is no more about anybody. It's 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 about feeling, God bless you. It's just you. Mm. Mm. And again, I'm asking a question. I don't particularly have a theory (laughs) that this is the case. Laura, what do you think?
2: Okay, I think I'm going to go with something wrong with there's something fundamentally wrong with the person that goes after a rebound to fix themselves. Mm. I think there's something fundamentally wrong there with their I don't know if it's a self-esteem or psyche, but there's something wrong there.
1: Mm.
2: Because it's like okay, sometimes it could be like transferring hurts. Like I'm hurt, I want to transfer to someone else. I don't care. I just Somewhere else, so you pick someone else and then just dump it there. I mean, that's that's wickedness, I'm very honest. But <laughs> in that moment, you're not thinking about that, you just want it gone from you. Mm-hmm. So, we can say we can make excuses for the person and say, Oh, they are just hurt, I guess they just you know, they are just trying to feel better. But if the if that thing wasn't there, like before you got hurt, it's not going to come to your mind when you're hurt. I don't know if. You get that.
0: If yeah. that thing wasn't
2: there, if, when you yeah feel hurt. no like if if it wasn't there like in you if it wasn't then you even before you before you were hurt, mm. it's not just going right. to just to appear does, yeah. yeah just because you are hurt. So like you had the capacity to do that thing. Mm. You just needed a little push, just a little push. So I think it's something. with mm. wrong person mm. seeking another person for rebound just to mm. feel better. And there's something wrong with them.
0: So are we saying that rebounding, trying to rebound as an attempt to manage unrecruited love is a bad idea?
2: I wouldn't say bad. I would say
1: unhealthy. <laughs> unhealthy is kind of like bad.
2: <laughs> well, it depends on who you ask. But
1: yeah, it's, yeah. honestly,
2: it's very, because you're, it's not, you're not doing anything about pain. You, mm. When you finish that person, you can rebound 10 people. The pain is still mm. going to be you, whether mm. or
1: not you want to think about it question though when we say rebound are we are we like are we sort of like closing it off to just say like a sexual connection or because like is, is there only okay maybe the question i'm asking is a good question is there yeah. is there only one way to rebound right uh, and how are we defining rebound here that i just wanted to clear That's clear, good. That's clear a that good up. question Oh, because mm. I think some
2: people just go with the sexual relationship, and some people mm. actually get into like serious food mm-hmm, mm. situationships, or they just mm. find themselves in messy, or say, for example, um, when someone says no to them, then they find someone that they know that likes them and they decide yeah. to keep work. Let me see if I can make it work with this person, mm. and they know deep down that oh, God for Exactly. Like they don't dig down and they didn't, they didn't pick that person God in the first forbid. place for a reason. But because yeah, want them, then I, let's just don't don't want to, to be it.
1: alone. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Anybody
0: listening, please that's, don't do that that's, to anybody. That's that's that, is, that, that is worse. I
2: mean, I still prefer the sexual kind because you know, you're you being honest <laughs> with yourself. You know that. I just want to get in, get out. I'm not making any commitments yet. Honestly, that is that's Because the, how would you, how
0: knows. would you start something with somebody <laughs> On the basis of you dealing with a hurt that someone else has caused you. yeah. And I mean, I know how you will, but
1: like it's so much, it's yeah. so much harder on no. the person you're starting so, with. So, so, yeah. so, so let me, uh, let, let me share a story here because I think, you know, I think it's also, it, it goes back to what you said, Lara, about maybe the person's psyche and things like that, because I nearly found myself in something like that. And honestly, I think I went into, or oh, I was getting into that situation with all honesty. Like I, I had, I think I had, I did have pure intentions. I wasn't trying to rebound. So this was, you know, relationship had ended and, you know, one way I was trying to distract myself from what I was feeling, not really distract myself, but, you know, I wanted to just show myself that there was more out there. So I was really like, I was in this unhealthy situation where I'd kind of like closed myself off from other kinds of friendships, and so I was trying to open that door again. So I started talking to people, um, and then one of the people I started talking with, you know, we kind of like started to click, and things were really going well. Um, it felt like things were moving quite quickly. But previous me, I felt that previous me would have tried to put a stop on it because of uh, of me being in a relationship or just me being very guarded. So I thought, okay, let's try a new approach. Let's not be that guarded. Maybe you know the way to go about this is just to be more free and don't put so much expectations. Mm-hmm right and then things started to go but one part of me kept saying like this this feels like it's moving too fast like although i like this person i don't think i like this person that much to make x kind of commitment Mm -hmm. that i think this person is sort of like requesting and but i just kept going with the flow right and then i think it got to a point where i realized that okay this person really has feelings for me but i don't have those same feelings i have two options i can try and find those feelings maybe i'm just not yeah maybe like so And it's not like this person was a terrible person but it was more like maybe i've just not processed the hurt i'm feeling so let me try and do that while still doing this and the other option was like if you're not feeling this way about this person at this point then you know just actually slow things down and you know stop things and then see what happens next you understand and it was quite difficult because it was a conversation and like because everything was building up and then one day i just come up and i'm like yeah like i think the person was starting to use pet names and things like that and that day i was kind (laughs) of like so yeah that day i kind of like i i names when you're not ready so
0: a recipe i just
1: so the person i sent something was wrong and you know it's like what's up i'm like yeah I didn't even know how to start, but essentially I did. And this person Man said, "Yeah." <laughs> and, and this person, this person, definitely like lost it on the phone and called me names and and stuff. And honestly, I didn't feel not I even feel bad, but I deserved it. Like, whatever I got, I deserved, and I I took it, mm. I took it with my chest and things like that. And That's cool. um, and yeah, I think that, that taught me something about myself that I was willing really to like have a tough conversation like yeah it's hard to to, to dis rejection Or people that do it willy-nilly right i i don't know like you i respect yeah I, 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 I also i respect you guys yeah. but that's a skill that i don't necessarily have um and, and so but i guess i, I was honest with myself and honest with the person not to like drag it along because honestly you know we were in different locations i could have totally just you know done that like you know just give just enough to make you it, and it's now become the situation where I finally don't give the person all of myself and the person realizes and then the person is on the podcast as well talking about the situation, <laughs> <laughs> the situation that <laughs> it's that they were in. Um and there there have been there have been, been multiple situations after that and I think what I've decided to do early on is state intentions very quickly, right? So um yeah. I'm like, you know, I, I state what I'm looking for or what I'm not looking for um and things might change but you know i think communication is what's also key in places like that but anyways um don't know how i got here but i think i was just sharing a bit about about what mm. oh oh about yeah not not carrying someone alone because we're talking about you know um you know being being with someone rebounding basically yeah so i i almost had a rebound but i kind of like stopped myself because obviously i i thought that wouldn't be a good thing to do to someone else but not everybody has that filter i guess
0: now, do you have a rebound of, of any sort? Nah,
2: not. It's uh, when I invest in people, I don't do halfway or quarter, mm. so I'm either in or out, mm. so I don't, I don't have the uh. emotional strength. I don't see <laughs> the rebound, so, mm. no, I mm. Know. Mm. like even after, so, all
0: like,
2: yeah. I mean, guys came up to me and I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to do this because. Because of this, this, this. And they're like, oh, don't worry. I can't wait. See, don't wait. What are you talking for? <laughs> I said, because you wait. It's like you're timing my, my yeah,
0: process. Your healing
1: <laughs> process. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, how do, you think,
0: how do you think the future is going to look like for you in terms of having gone through this? How, how is it going to shape? How, is this, how do you think it's going to shape like your future relationships? So, let's say me, a guy tomorrow that likes you in whatever way he wants to show it. How was the experience? Is the experience going to shape how you react to that? Uh, well,
2: for one, I am in a relationship now. Mm.
0: Oh, <laughs> shit. <man.
2: laughs> uh, it's almost two years now. Oh, uh, wow.
1: That's a long time. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. True. <laughs> <Ooh.
1: laughs> She's just dipping it. <laughs>
2: That's true. 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 Yeah, Anyways, yeah. Mm-hmm. um, I mean, before I got into that, um, I had to make sure that I was at the point where I could give myself again because I don't want to date mm. someone when i giving like 25%. Yeah. I mean, even while we like when we started dating, like in the first um few months, it was still a little bit rough because trauma mm. does like you, you just realize that trauma doesn't actually go all the way because you think you're fine and you're in a good place, and you just wake up one day and you're like, wow. Um, mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. <laughs> like even sometimes, yeah, something happens, and I'm just like oh, this kind of reminds me of something this person did. And then I guess going to this really weird place. But now, at least now I snap up a bit faster. And now I know not to take out, like, stuff from, you know, the past mm. relationships. I don't take them out on my partner now. Because I know that it's really not his fault, yeah? And he mm. didn't do anything to me. So.
0: How did yeah. you learn that?
2: Well, I, I don't I want to say I read a book or I listened to a podcast or something. But I don't know. It's just um, trial and error, I guess. <laughs> and a lot of oh, I hurt this person and I don't want to hurt this person, or oh, I don't want mm-hmm. this person to go through what I went through. So I have to be a better person for myself mm-hmm. and for them. And what I have with this person is, I mean, it means a lot to me. And if I if I want to keep it, I kind of have to do better. And doing better mm-hmm. entails that I don't take out stuff on them. Doing better entails that I communicate my feelings with them. I tell them mm-hmm. things like what I want, or like how I was just giving, giving, giving in the previous relationship, and I wasn't getting. So now yeah. when I feel like there's some kind of imbalance, I feel like I'm doing more and I'm not getting that energy from him. I just say, yo, I kind of need you to do this for me so yeah. that I can feel this way. So yeah. I am more open about what I feel and what yeah, so yeah. I want. Think...
0: Let me ask you a, a, a tough question. Okay. So how how is it like talking about this, given that you're already... You're already really, really oh, no, it just
2: you. feels like I'm in honestly. Mm. Like I said, I'm very out of touch with that girl that was like, you know, so not just for that i'm just it doesn't so, like
0: do you so, like do you like feel like you're now like somebody that is different from that person who wrote these memos that you can talk about it as like an out-of-body experience
2: yes exactly exactly
0: mm-hmm.
2: like even mm-hmm. when um when the book was going to be published i i um sent the first draft to my partner because i didn't i mean i didn't even mention it to him like before before that time so mm-hmm. then he read it and he's like wow like <laughs> So I said, I just needed to show you because I don't want you to think that I'm still this person mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. I'm still, because I mean, you could see the depth of my emotions for that person. So I didn't want yeah. him thinking, maybe she still has feelings for him. So I had to show him like, okay, I'm a different person from mm-hmm. whoever I wrote that book. Yeah, yeah. Not me. So now it just feels like I'm reading someone else's story or talking about mm-hmm. someone else's life. It feels yeah. very fun, right?
0: <laughs> just... And how does it feel now that you over to like, your love is clearly no more un- unrequited. it is now reverse reciprocated how how does that feeling yeah you know give you a sense of self a sense of new lara uh
2: i think the word is i think the right word is balance like it just feels really good when you are giving and you are like when you are giving yeah. and you are also receiving like it's just there's this balance. I just feel very at peace like, okay, I really like this person. and Oh my God, they really like me too. Wow. So that happens, right?
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, so there's just that balance that, okay, yeah. I mean, this feels good and can definitely roll with this. Yeah. It took cool. me a while to mm-hmm. come to terms with the fact that the memoir and all those things I felt, like I don't feel them again. Because it's like, how do you get over that? I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of dating you. Duh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Interesting, interesting, Interesting. So 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 for me though, so I'm I'm not in anything new. I haven't been in anything new since. Um and I guess some of the I won't say concerns that I have, but some of the things that I think about when I think about the next relationship is um you know I'm definitely looking for balance like you said. I think that's one thing I've discovered now that is quite important and reviewing my previous relationship, I can tell like I could I could see the ways that it was unbalanced even from the start, but I try to make, like, I try to make, I try to balance it up in my head and think that yeah. okay, maybe there are seasons where you know you're the one that is putting in, and then yeah. there will be other seasons when the person. And I think there's some allowance for that, but I think foundationally I felt that you know that was there was a bit of unbalance there. And so now when I'm talking to when I'm looking for something new, it's that's what I'm looking for, right? But I think the other part that concerns me a bit is like am I willing to put myself out there as yes. much, right? Like, and, and is it like, should I actually be looking to put myself out there as much? Or is this sense of, you know, selectively opening myself to this new person or a new person, is that the right path? Because I know as much as I feel like, yes, I've healed and I've processed and I've dealt with that hurts in the past. I also don't want to like expose myself to that kind of situation anymore. But is the, what well, something I think about is, is my Is my need to not expose myself in that kind of way going to stop me from giving myself 100% to someone? So that's one thing I'm always trying to check, right? And when I'm talking to someone new, like, I'm also trying to see, okay, do I see a situation where I'm going to continuously fight for this person? Um, And I'm also looking Mm -hmm. for if the person is going to continuously fight for me. Because I think that that's really what's important. The worst, one of the worst feelings is to, you know, if you're fighting for each other at the start and then something changes and then one of you stops that's like that yeah i guess that's what we're talking about the unrecruited aspect of it but it's not just because yeah love is a very funny thing um i I don't want to define it as just a pure feeling sometimes because sometimes it's it's, i like to call it a decision right because feelings change we we ebb and flow like hormones can change a lot of things for both men and women so we can't base it on something that flimsy um because yeah i think sometimes people just deliberately choose not to choose you they choose themselves first in certain things and it can't work in a relationship, like you said, because mm. both people need to like bring themselves into it. So, anyways, those are kind of the signs I I try to watch out for. Um, but I but I'm always careful to know or try to see if I'm putting too much, like if, I, if I'm not thinking too practical about things, right, and just trying to stop myself from feeling something because I'm trying to protect myself from some future kind of hurt in that sense. Um, but yeah, just so Laura, in, in
0: in like in like one minute, can you just say what would you say to anyone who's like? feeling that way about having that inertia to get back out there
2: honestly it's uh, it's wise i mean self-preservation is a thing right you want to protect yourself but at the same time you could also be preventing yourself from feeling something really beautiful because mm. that feeling where you give and then you also receive at the same time in the same measure it's very beautiful, and I think sometimes, just sometimes, it's actually worth it. Like all the pain and everything, the uncertainty, the um, like the feeling of not putting yourself out there, like just letting go. Sometimes you find that mm-hmm. it's worth it when you do it for the right person. Of course, you don't know who the right person is until you know you're actually in it. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of trial and error, and uh, there's no there's no defined rule. I say sometimes it's just pure luck. Yeah killer so. mm. but still I'll always, always put yourself out there over anything because that's the only way you find what's real mm. that's the only mm. way
0: so. and I guess it's good to wrap up with um, the final paragraph in your book which I'm going to read out and it okay. says I will never regret loving you even though it didn't work out in my favour yeah. but I've learned so much about myself and the capacity I have for love mm. I've learned my boundaries seen myself at my worst and seen myself right above that I've seen myself on my ugliest too and for a while I tried to avoid dealing with myself but if I didn't there was no one else that I would. Yeah. I got to know myself in a different way and while it was painful as passing a kidney stone I'm in a great place now. <laughs> I'm in a place of hope now and I can't wait to I can't wait for what happens from here. I really miss you but you can not continue to be the star in my story. I like that paragraph a lot. It's a very good closure to um the entire book and and honestly this was this was a great piece to read to be honest um it's a, it's what it, what it serves for is a useful companion for anyone who might be going through the bereavement of un- unrecruited love which is a bereavement in some sort so again thank you for sharing this with the world and thanks for obviously yeah. coming to talk to us as well it's great to see you meet you in person and yeah,
1: hope you had fun though. Like, like I definitely enjoyed I the did. conversation. Yeah, I yeah, did. Cool. I did Our pre- thank you so much. Yeah, so thanks for honoring the invitation. And no worries, I'd, I'll definitely
0: see you this year in Ibadan because I'm going to visit the Ibadan this year for oh,
1: sure. Really? To Ibadan. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to yeah, that. And I'll drop you a you message
2: that.
0: when that comes. All right? all right, but thank you so much. Yes. This has been great. Have a good day. All
1: right. Thanks. All Take all right. it thank easy. You. Enjoy the rest of your day. And you too. Bye. Bye. See you. Be in touch. And you too, guys.
0: Hey there everybody. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Yellow Pale podcast. If you like our show, please support us by giving us a 5-star rating and review. And also be sure to share with your friends, siblings, colleagues, and anyone you think might enjoy the episode. Another way to support us is by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. We release new episodes every Monday but don't forget to follow us at the yellow Peel pod on instagram to stay in touch with us during the week that's at the yellow Peel pod on instagram once again thank you for taking the yellow Peel with us today i'm your co-host wally and right next to me is toby and we wish you the very best in the coming week till next time peace and love people peace and love